0: So as you might have heard by now, Ford is bringing back the Bronco. And it's going to be pretty hard to miss if you're watching TV or if you're online at all tonight. Ford first announced that they were bringing back the Bronco way back in 2017. Since then, the hype among Bronco fans has more made this perhaps the most anticipated American car release ever. It's been 24 years since the Bronco was last made, and there's a lot of speculation, spy photos, renderings, guesses. I know, Chris, you've been Uh, Waiting to trade in your SUV since that announcement and tonight everyone's first opportunity to actually see what it's going to look like and More importantly for Ford a chance for people to actually reserve one with their hundred dollar deposit So today on dumb money live we are taking that one step further and preparing a stock market trade in Ford that if it works Will give us each a free Ford Bronco This is dumb money live with Chris Camillo Dave Hansen and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to Dumb Money Live uh, on the morning of this historic uh, reveal of the 2021 Ford Bronco. I feel like Chris, you are more excited than anyone for this Bronco release.
1: Yeah, you know the story, Dave. I wanted to buy this thing back in, uh, what, 19, I don't know, mid-90s when we were in high school. This was my dream truck, right? And I didn't have the money then, unfortunately. And now I kind of missed the window, and here we go again. I finally get my chance to have a Bronco.
0: This is it. So I hope you've prepared the trade, but before we get into that uh, and whatever you came up with, I want everyone to know where to tune in to see this Bronco reveal, because there are a lot of different places to see it, and you actually are going to see different models depending on where you watch. But before that, I need to have everyone uh, take a second to help us wake up that YouTube algorithm by hitting the like button and getting it going in that live chat. We have it on the screen this morning. Tell us which Bronco you're most interested in. There are three of them, the four-door, the two-door, or the sport model. I think I, I looked at them just in the silhouettes that have been pre-released. I think the two-door would be the one that I want. What about you guys?
1: Dave, is it is it which one do you want or which one would you likely buy? Because I want the two-door, but that is completely off the table with having 10-year-old twins. So the four door is the only option for me. And if I end up getting it, I'll be getting the four door, not the two door and certainly not the sport, which is basically just, I just feel like I mean, this,
0: all. it's not really the most practical car for your kid. It's it the, the top comes off, the doors come off. Are you going to really be in a four door car with no no doors? But why do you, need? So, so to me, so it's just all about the, the, the sport also just looks like a generic SUV, just from yes, what I can yeah, tell from the, from the, it. from it's, the it's, silhouette.
1: I don't even know why they're calling that the Bronco. I guess it's the equivalent to the old Bronco too, but it doesn't even have the same form factor. It's there's really Ford is just really stretching by calling that one a Bronco as well. I think um, the problem is, man, you're right. I mean, it's not a practical car. I'm so spoiled now driving these Yukons the last twelve years. Just it's <laughs> like it's living room on wheels, right? Yeah. And the Yukon has pretty much been the living room for Dumb Money when we're on the road, uh, our, our first Dumb Money channel, right, <laughs> which we'll get back to someday, and I don't know, I, will it be as comfortable in a Bronco? Probably not.
0: No, and, and uh, I just saw Andy uh, said, uh, get an EV Bronco, do you think they're going to have one?
1: Yeah, they'll have one, uh, not eventually. Not yeah, well,
2: they're doing the F-150, right, that, that's their test bed, and then they'll, you know, then they'll start to move that along to SUVs also.
0: And I, and I yeah. will just have to rewind and say that while this, this episode is all about getting a free Ford Bronco, I still think I just want a free Tesla, which Tesla stock has already bought for me at least twice now.
1: Oh, my gosh, Dave. <laughs> Ten, let me just say something right now. This, this Ford trade might or might not go well. And I, I want to say also I'm going against my rule of, of it's not what you like. It's what everyone else likes. I'm way too biased on this Ford trade, all right? So I probably should not be trading this today. And already, the trade isn't going great with Ford being flat on an epic market move. But Tesla has bought me 10 Ford (laughs) Broncos already just in the last two weeks, Okay. So either way, I think I, I come out with a free Bronco. But I still want Ford to buy me my Bronco. I don't want Tesla to buy it. I want Ford to buy it.
0: Well, I just want Tesla to buy me a Tesla. And may, maybe I'll put, if, if, if it shows up for free because of a trade that you get me into, uh, I'll, I'll also get the two-door Bronco. Because I don't need to be practical. And that's just, <laughs> seems it seems like a fun car to drive around. Oh, Ridiculous how about you, Jordan? I, Jordan's not a big fan of Ford at no, all. I'm
1: no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Ford. Okay, uh, no, no. You, we teased it on the last episode. Go ahead. Before we get into the trade, before we get into Ford the company, what we actually like, what we don't like, what the trade is exactly, and how we think it will play out, Jordan, you have had a chip on your shoulder for a few years now since that day at Ticker Tags when you came in, and I'll never forget it. You were yelling... And just so <laughs> irate over Ford. And I remember you saying, I will never, ever, ever buy a Ford again. Under any condition, I will never buy a Ford ever again. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so I had, the, um, it was a warranty
2: issue that they wouldn't take care of. So I had a leak in my truck. Basically, I bought uh, the F 150 when they did the body redesign with uh, aluminum, that whole bit. Um, and I had a huge moonroof on it, and that moonroof leaked. Um, and it leaked for a long time before I finally figured out what it was. Um, I had owned the car for maybe like six or seven months and took it into the dealership. Um, and they refused to warranty it. They said that it must have been something that I had done. Um, and there's no way. I mean, it's, you know, there's basically, there was like some hose that was broken that was like, you know, in the actual structure of the car there's no way i could have gotten to it to so i don't even understand but they basically just refused to stand by the car and so at that point i thought it was a dealership problem so i reached out to ford and ford wouldn't do anything about it either so um yeah i'm just um,
1: you know how no it big is deal, like, i'll it
2: just is- never buy another ford right it's just not a
1: they, they won't do anything until there's a a, a, a lawsuit sitting class on action, their desk. So, like that's that, yeah. that's how yeah, not even I mean, cross action. You just they, they don't want to deal. They're like, yeah, but okay. I've, I've
2: never had a problem with GMC. I've never had a problem with you know the dealership that I generally go to. And I went out of the box, went to a different dealership that I wasn't familiar with, and they didn't take
0: care of me. So I'm, you know and, and that could be a dealership problem. Yeah. yeah, I'm
2: used to Sewell, and I love Sewell.
0: So here's a question, Sewell, I. I haven't been driving at all. My car has been sitting in the garage. Uh, the like two weeks ago, my battery was completely dead. Have you guys had problems? And is that is that going to be a thing where, where people who don't drive their cars just yeah, if your die, battery gets to a certain age and it heats up, you know, you don't drive for a while, yeah, that's a, that's a possibility. I mean, it's been Dave. sitting in a garage, climate yeah. controlled, uh. And and really, I mean, I haven't driven it at all. But the car is yeah. less than two years old. It's like yeah, a year Adrian's,
2: and a half. Adrian's battery died after like a year and a half
0: with it. Yeah, so
2: um, they just the replaced
1: it. Dave, my battery died about a month and a half ago, and it was dead, dead. Like I had to have my car towed to yeah. the dealership and I did too. battery replaced. So it's just. That, so that, is that a thing? Like is there is there
0: a battery trade for like these these cars that are sitting in dry? Like it sounds like everyone one hundred percent of the people in this little uh, video have had the same problem. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe
1: there's a battery trade. i don't I don't know. it's I, 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 you know what I, I give you credit that you, you know when I first talked about um, not it wasn't social arb investing at the time because there was no social. It was more you know what we call kind of observational awareness investing. Um, back in the you know early early you know mid two thousand mid two thousands. Um, I always talk about how things happen every moment of your life. You're reading things. You're going to places. Things are happening to you, to your friends, and the ability to change your brain so that. Every time there's change or something happens, you attempt to connect it to an investment opportunity. That's great what you just did, Dave, because like that happened to me and that did not pop through my brain to say, "Hey, is this happening to other people? Is there a battery trade?" Now, reality is I doubt there's a battery trade, but we could look. The first thing I should have done was pull a Google search trends up for dead, dead battery, to see how many other yeah. people are yeah. just a car battery, car battery or dead battery, and, right? And- or dead car battery.
0: The people in our chat are way more mechanically inclined than I guess. Uh, at least you and I. Jordan's definitely more mechanically inclined than us. But they're all saying we should have been putting a trickle charge on our car. <laughs> my car's under warranty. It was a free free replacement. Okay. If Please. I don't drive
2: my car for like a few days, then I'll just go drive around the block just to you know make sure everything's working right. And- Keep
0: the system. Megan's been borrowing mine to drive around and pick up stuff. She's she's doing uh-huh. all these donation things, so that that's keeping it charged I guess right now. Yeah.
1: Why don't we give everybody an understanding of who we are in terms of being car people because, you know, I think Jordan is, I mean, listen, Jordan's Texas guy, he is the guy, he's a pickup truck man, right? Like, he he, half the time he owns a pickup truck, half the time he does something weird. Um, but Jordan all day long is a pickup truck guy. I don't think he really do you you work on your trucks ever? I've literally
2: only ever owned one car since you've known me, I think. Yeah, I've I've, always had a
1: truck, super weird. Yeah,
2: I I I used to work on my own cars, like, I used to, you know, like, I've changed, you know. Water pumps and, you know. What was your first car, Jordan? Well, my first car was a 1983 Chrysler New Yorker Fifth Avenue Edition. Oh, nice.
0: that is awesome. <laughs>
2: was, You've got to be kidding me. It was, it was a jet black, beautiful, with a gray leather interior. It was the best thing that's ever happened. I oh, miss that car every
1: day.
0: That's amazing. Dude, Chris, what was Dude, your God? first car?
1: kidding me. My first car, uh, as you probably recall, is a 1985 uh uh, brown on beige jeep cj7 and believe it or not uh i worked on that car i actually did alternators water pumps um all kinds of small engine repair i didn't get into the engine block itself but everything else on that jeep you know me and lynn uh that's how i that's how i met lynn our other friend uh was through our love of jeeps And, you know, we go off-roading all the time. And that was a real love for me. And I love the CJ life. I didn't like the Wrangler when it came out. Um, But do you remember the the story of me trying to find that Jeep? My wife actually, for, I don't know, one of my birthdays or maybe an anniversary, tried to hire a private investigator to track down my Jeep CJ7 because I wanted to rebuy it, right, my 1985 CJ7. And they tracked it down to uh, California and said that the last known record of it, it was supposedly running drugs to in Baja, California <laughs> to Baja, Mexico. And then it was taken off the grid and the last owner of the car they interviewed and he said the last thing he had heard was the FBI showed up at his door and inquired if he had known... Where that car was because evidently they had found it to be drug running and then it was gone, and he was the last known owner. So I think that car is long gone. I will never ever see it again. Um, and then the last you know 15 years, I've had these family cars. I get a Yukon, I keep it for six years, I buy it, you know, same thing, keep it for six, seven years. But it's there's nothing exciting about owning a Yukon, nothing exciting. And part of this trade, and maybe not because, well, maybe so. I think part of this trade is. We're all stuck at home, right, for six months. Guys like me, all, all over the place, we're stuck at home, and life is pretty relatively boring compared to what it used to be, and we're dreaming about the future. We're dreaming about what is life going to be like a year from now, two years from now. And I think there are a lot of people that are like, you know what? Man, that Bronco, it's not conventional, right? It's not its not super comfortable, luxurious, but it—what what is the Bronco? You take off the top, it's fun. It's adventurous, right? I think the timing for Ford right now could not be better. And part of this trade is I really do believe that when they announce the pre-sales in a week or two or three weeks, however long it takes Ford to do this, I do think they're going to be outstanding. I think they're going to be way bigger than anyone anticipates because I think there's a desire whether people actually end up buying the car or not at the end of the day when it comes out next spring is a whole other deal, right? But right now, I think people want to dream. People want to get excited about something. People want to envision themselves in this fun thing, right, a year or two from now. And I think that's – I don't think people are giving Ford or this Bronco enough credit for being right place, right time. Now, I could be biased, and I'll say that right now. I could be biased, but I think it's going to be a big deal like this week, next week. I think a lot of people are going to be like, you know what? I haven't seen anything like this on the market other than the Jeep, of course. The Jeep is the only thing like this, right, where the top comes off. Dude, you, this is so cool. A big four-door – not big, whatever – Bronco where the top comes off. Even if you have kids, you can do it. I think it's going to be a big splash when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, I mean I
2: think I think so. I think you're on to the right thing. I mean this is basically they're, um, they're trying to come after Jeep and take some of that market share back, right? And they're trying to capitalize on a name that they've had – you know, in their, uh, you know, arsenal they've not used, right? And so I, I think that this is the right thing for them to do, but it's kind of like what they're doing with the Mustang. They're they're not just having a Mustang, they're having a platform that is the Mustang, kind of like what they're doing with uh, Bronco. They're going to have a whole, it's like a mini sub-brand that they're going to, you know, brand certain things Bronco and that's why you that's why they're starting with three models they might even have five models by the time this thing and, and turn and into like it's, its own been seat. so
0: long since one's been out and it is kind of a fun thing it, I think it's revitalizing Ford a little bit too because I can't think of another other than their truck line I can't think of anything that that people are like talking about that that is exciting and I think it's a it's a fun vehicle that while I'm not a Ford guy I think that that would be fun to have.
1: I agree, Dave. What are you're not a Ford guy? What are you? What was? I think I remember what your first car was, but I don't remember if it, it. was actually your first car? Tell so us. So the first car first... that
0: you'll remember was probably my uh, my red uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse, which yes. I just got because yeah. it was uh, affordable. Um, I got that because the car that was given to me, my dad's like probably 1988, 89 uh, Chrysler LeBaron. And um, that was back in the you know early '90s when the thing to do was to install an alarm system and a stereo system and like have all this like aftermarket stuff done. And uh, I, I actually wrecked it on a rainy day, turning into the dealership to have some something that some installer drilled through it was causing a leak, and I was driving it into the dealership and I totaled it.
1: Okay, wow. so here's something that everyone should know about Dave and cars. And I haven't thought about this in a while, Dave. When you were younger, I don't know what was wrong with you. You were literally the world's worst driver. I mean, you you were, it was scary. What was it? You're not like that anymore, but what happened back then?
0: I don't know. I just, I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't coordinated enough to both think and drive at the same time. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah, there was the other low speed, uh, low speed incident pulling out of a parking garage at a movie theater with one of those gate things where I was, I was just a little too close. I remember having to go to Lynn's house afterwards and try to scrape off the paint. Just, I don't know. I was, oh, I was not a good driver back in the day and, and you guys were all afraid to uh, drive with me, but what, that was fine because I didn't like driving anyway. I've never liked driving. I've not been a, a car person. I drive cars. Basically every car I've had, I think is like I had a, uh, it was given to me as a loan car for, for some service that I was having done. And that became the next car that I bought. That's how I bought like the, well, you sold me a Z three when you were working at a BMW dealership in, in California, you sold me a, uh, a BMW Z three. That was my first kind of fun car. But then after that, what did I have? Like a, a little Lexus IS for a little bit. And then I don't even remember. I've, I've bounced through several cars.
1: Dave definitely likes to be – we always we used to joke – Dave likes to be driven. Dave likes to be driven. In fact, when you do your – you did your big European uh, driving adventure. <laughs> yes. Dave wanted to do any driving. Megan was doing all the driving. So Dave's doing this <laughs> a YouTube video And hey, there, Dave here. You should watch this 27-day video uh, – a series of videos.
0: 42 days. And
1: it's, uh, it's, uh, 20 days, and it's always Megan driving, and Dave's in <laughs> the passenger seat. Me and Amy were cracking up watching that.
0: My whole thing is – if she wants to do a road trip, that's fine. I, I don't mind being on a road trip. I just don't like driving for hours on end, yeah. you know? I, I drove small legs of it, and when we were in um, Ireland a couple of, uh, maybe a year or so before that, when the driving's on the wrong side of the road and it was super confusing, I did more driving than I was, I I, I said I was going to do none at all, and I actually did pretty good. Megan did probably more than half. I had My sister was there with us, and she drove too there was one very narrow passage where we drove into the bushes to avoid an oncoming bus that wasn't me driving that was christy so anyway all right so <laughs> can can we get to where to watch this thing tonight before we get into on, your trade on.
2: before you do that i've got a fun fact about this release yes so they they've, they've uh, they pushed the release date 4 days
1: it was originally going to be on the 9th You mean seven years. They push it like seven years. It was supposed to be last year, too.
2: On July 9th, and they pushed it to the 13th. Do you know why?
1: Yes, it was O.J. Of course, I I know anything related to this Bronco I know. It was O.J. Simpsons' birthday. (laughs) no.
0: no. How did they accidentally do that and – I don't, like, I
1: don't it, 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 it's Ford. It's Ford. You know, sorry, Dave. What were you saying?
0: I was just going to say that Ford hired the uh, Disney works creative agency to do these uh, short films. They have three different short films coming out. They're going to air tonight across all of Disney's uh, broadcasting cable channels. They start at 8 PM our time or 8 PM Eastern, seven our time, five in the West. Um, and they're going to be in the first commercial break of the hour. So I did the research to figure out wh- if when you can see these things first and you can also see all this stuff online. But if you want to see the, the broadcast version, first one is going to be at 8.09 Eastern on ABC. That's going to be the four-door model. It's going to be a three-minute film that they shot. It, it's going to air during the Country Music Fest. And uh, it, singer Kip Moore is basically, uh, he's a country singer, and, he's, he's in that, and that's going to be at 8.09 Eastern. Then you flip over to ESPN for at 8.11 p.m., they're going to show the sport model. That is a film with pro rock climber, uh, Brooke Robito, Robito. Then switch over to Nat Geo at 813 for the two door model. That's on during the national parks, Yosemite special. Uh, that was directed by the, uh, the guy who did free solo. He's the director, won an Academy award for that. He's also a, uh, a climber, Jimmy Chen. Yeah. Jimmy Chen, is it Eddie? Jimmy Chen. Jimmy
2: Chen, yeah. But Dan, and then all three of those are going to be
0: on demand on Hulu the, the next day. And basically the place I'm going to watch them all is going to be on social media. They apparently have unique content for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And my guess is YouTube is going to be the most comprehensive all-in-one reveal. So that that's where I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah, I want more than just commercials. I want an actual... Reveal like I thought it was going to be like on stage talking, someone talking about it. You'll get like,
0: that on YouTube, but I and I don't know if the YouTube version is also going to show the movie. You would think it would the way you know like Apple does their things where they show a yeah, the, they show the film like big, and then show the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it it would Have be the better? big cloth that they pull off. I yes, would... I want to see the big cloth come off. Like I want to see. I've been waiting for seven years since I want to see all of it, and I I also want like really comprehensive metal baseballs at the windows i would be completely shocked if they threw
0: anything at it but i would not be shocked if they i I would i would hope to see a cloth a big cloth reveal this is the uh, countdown clock we're (laughs) seven seven hours 35 minutes away from this big exciting event
1: Uh, i am going to uh call it it's actually right after our show is over with today I'm going to go, I should, I should probably call them right now to see if they'll take my money right now on the, on the show. Um, cause I want to get my money in first, right? So
0: we're, uh, are you going like, to do that on Ford.com? That's where they're taking the pre-orders and their YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Ford. But I think, oh, it, so I don't I, think I, you go to a dealership to make the hundred dollar deposit. I think they're doing that online so that they'll have like okay. easier record keeping and be able to announce that total quicker.
1: Well, that would make actual sense. Okay, so it's a
0: hundred dollar deposit. Hundred dollar deposit.
1: That's not bad. We should we should all do it if uh, for this trick for this trade, have everybody put a hundred dollar deposit, then cancel it when the trade is over, guys. Okay, <laughs> all you gotta do is get as many people as we can to put down a hundred dollar deposit, then we'll sell it and just get out. All right.
0: <laughs> if it's a refundable uh, deposit, I wonder how many you can put in.
1: I don't know. Jordan, can you write
0: a bot that uh, just stuffs the $100 into their wallet I guarantee it all back? I will not.
1: I will not do that. <laughs> you will not do that? Um, okay, so why don't we talk about just Ford in general. Ford is a company that it's, it's, a, it's essentially a turnaround story. The, the interesting thing about Ford is they're the one company that didn't go bankrupt back in the last crisis that took down GM um, and, and other players. Ford stuck around. I think they were down to like 12, 15 cents and came all the way back. So what a great trade Ford was back then. Um, I actually bought quite a bit of Ford down in about, was it four bucks a share? I think something like that. Uh, When we first got Ford back in, was it April? Something like that. Uh, But Ford is a company that's in a turnaround. Uh, It's a very long turnaround, it seems like. No one really understands what the management vision is other than they are going all-truck. So they're basically getting rid of all their cars for the most part, with the exception of, I guess, the Mustang. Uh, they have this EV Mustang coming out that is controversial. It doesn't look anything like the old Mustang. It, it, I don't care because they. the bottom line is they've sold every one they're going to make this next year or whenever it comes out. So they had enough pre-orders to basically pre-sell everything. So even though I would say it's a... It's debatable whether that car will be successful or not long term. It's successful enough to at least sell out the first, you know, the first manufacturing round of it. Now everything else at Ford is going truck. They're going to do nothing but trucks, which is maybe a smart move. It's an interesting move, right? Um, the fact that gas prices are reasonable right now—that I said that's a good thing for Ford, right? Um, I think Ford they want to move electric like everyone else. I think people are giving Ford a hard time with taking so long to get their electric vehicles out. But let's not forget that Tesla has been around for, what, 16 years, guys? And they just announced their fourth vehicle. So it's not like even Tesla that's solely dedicated to this and who is kind of, you know, forging the future in EV. It's not like they have a dozen vehicles out. Well, we know that
2: there's a huge bottleneck in in putting out an EV as well, right, which is the battery. And that's... uh um, it's really difficult to produce that many batteries with that high quality at scale.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that that's true. So listen, the bottom line is I do not really have a strong interest in being uh, an owner of Ford stock long-term. I liked it down at four bucks, whatever, wherever it was back in April when we first traded it. I sold most of my, uh, almost all of my Ford. I might've sold all of it uh, in the, I think, I don't know, close to seven bucks, right around there. Uh, and I got back in I don't know, a couple weeks ago uh, at this kind of new range that Ford is in right now. That's so I have, yeah, I think I have 50,000 shares of Ford. That's not necessarily the trade. The trade is on the excitement of this launch. And listen, everyone knows about the Bronco launch. It's not a big surprise. So for us to make money on this trade, I think the excitement and or the pre-orders has to be bigger than people are anticipating. Will it be? I don't know. I kind of feel like the market isn't really giving this a lot of attention. Um, I think it will probably be a little bit bigger than people anticipate, especially if we get pre-order numbers next week. I don't know if we'll get pre-order numbers next week is the problem. Um, I just bought options that expire, I think, this week. I'll have to double-check my option expiration dates. But I bought options at the... Six, uh, excuse me, $6 strike. Let me pull it up, guys. Sorry. I I posted it on the Discord channel. Uh, I bought Ford July 17th expiration, $6 strike price call options. I have 1,500 of those options. The value of those options is $33,000. So uh, basically, uh, I paid... They're going for $0.22 cents right now. I think I paid $0.23, cents, $0.24, cents, maybe 23 or $0.24. Cents. So I need Ford to go to $6.50 roughly, uh, which is, where is it right now? 6 Six twelve. 12 6 12 I need this thing to go up like $0.38 cents for me to double my money. And that would be roughly enough money to buy a Ford Bronco. I think they're in the mid-30s. Is that right, Dave? Low, low to mid-30s? I haven't where they're seen starting.
0: It. Yeah, the, the starting out price. I, I haven't seen what like what a fully configured. Actual... Oh, I think
2: you, the one you'd buy would probably be fifty. With
0: yeah, the well,
1: yeah. loaded yeah. out. Maybe. I don't think they're going to go up that high. I, and that's. I wish it, it did go up that high because I right. would like to have. I would like you to know have. You know... They
2: have to, right? I mean, that's. Their loaded out trucks go up to like. I mean, if you go in the twenty five hundred range, I mean, those things go up to like eighty grand.
1: Yeah, but I feel I feel like this thing, all the options on the Bronco is going to be like all the all the four-wheeler type stuff that I don't know if I'm going to be into those sorts of options. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to have 18-way uh, heated, cooled seats. I would like that option. But I don't think they're going to do that type of stuff on the Bronco. And I would love to have a really nice interior, like an upgraded, upgraded leather interior. Like that's the stuff I would like because I'm just accustomed to that in my car. I live in my car. Uh, it is my living room, so I like my car to be relatively comfortable, relatively nice. I don't like super nice cars, but I like a nicely outfitted, you know, uh, SUV like my Yukon is. Um, I don't think they'll offer that as the problem. Yeah. But I, I, preferably, I would need Ford to go up to like 460. Now, this is not a high conviction trade for me, guys. I'm gonna say it right now, this is not a high conviction trade. This is a fun trade. I, I think it's. I like the risk reward, but the bottom line is. I don't like the way the stock's acting today. Today, we have an epic day in the market. I think what's happening right now is there's a tremendous amount of tension on Tesla, Okay, There's a tremendous amount of uh, attention on all these EV manufacturers. And what's happening is if they are doing that well, well, what's the counter to that trade? Ford, GM, all the traditional auto manufacturers, right? So I think the hotter those EV automotive stocks are, the colder it is for companies like Ford. And that is the problem with this trade right now. That's what makes me the most nervous. You see Tesla going up 200 points. Nobody wants to be investing in Ford on a day that Tesla's up 200 points, okay? And that is a huge roadblock to this trade working, quite honestly. And what what really irritates me is the market is not appreciating one thing, which is Ford owns, to the best of my my calculations, roughly 10, maybe even 12% of one of the hottest automotive EV stocks, not stocks, companies in the world right now, and nobody's talking about it, Rivian, okay? Rivian, because they didn't do one of these Reverse IP, SPAC IPOs, okay? <laughs> they're not getting the attention they deserve. Now they are raising great money. They're raising what, five billion dollars last week? Well, the other Maybe thing away? is,
2: look, I mean, they've also got you know really good names behind. Them. I think it's good for them to have a Ford in the corner. It's good for them to have Amazon in their corner, also. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. They're, they they're missing. Too. They're missing that investment headline because nobody gets access to the deal yet unless you want to buy Ford and
1: take Ford's baggage along with it. I think Ford needs to do a press release that says, we own 12% of Rivian. And yeah. that is our electric like like investment. Like If we have our own electric cars that we're coming out with, but even if they fail, guess what market? Don't forget, we own 12% of Rivian. And I don't know if it's 10, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12%. It's right in that range because Ford made two investments in Rivian. One was, I believe, a fifty million dollar investment. One was a five hundred million dollar investment. Yeah. The five hundred million dollar investment was done, I think, at a roughly a five billion dollar valuation. I don't know. The $50 million one was done at a lower valuation. Let's call it maybe three billion, I don't know. But between the two, that would have put them at like probably 13, 14%. Uh, and now with all the dilution, because they just raised another $5 billion that four did not participate in. I'm um, thinking there's somewhere between 10 and 12%. That's a lot, guys. I mean, if Rivian's a $50 billion company someday, which is not hard to imagine when you have, what's the company who's up to like 30, 25 billion that we invested in? Oh, Ricola. Ricola. (laughs) Ricola. Ricola. Uh, So, you know, it's not hard to imagine Rivian being a 30, 40, 50 billion dollar company and Ford having 6 billion of that right there. I mean, Ford's a $24 Mm -hmm. billion company. So that's what, that's adding 25 percent to the market cap right now there's your yeah. ev play as a ford investor but nobody's talking about it. no one cares about it i think most ford investors don't even know that i think most tesla investors don't even understand that one of the hottest ev co- uh, automotive companies in the world ford owns 10 to 12 percent of yeah well, but
0: even so uh, th- this chart right here demonstrates why i'm in tesla and not in ford I know. I know.
1: You're not. I mean, Dave, I don't disagree with you at all. Like, I'm not I'm not like a big pro Ford guy. But as we said, we think uh, this summer maybe won't be as catastrophic for the auto manufacturers as everyone anticipated it to be. I have double checked with our friends. And for those of you that don't know, we spent a lot of our career in the automotive business. I sold cars. I sold BMW. I sold Lexus uh you know jim falk lexus uh santa monica bmw uh dallas my first job out of college the day i graduated school i walked into john roberts bmw here in dallas it's called dallas bmw now and i said i want a job and he said okay walk around this car and try to sell it to me and of course you know me i'm like a research freak i got to talk about that car that he pointed out for like eight hours he was so impressed. He's like, I've never <laughs> given a kid a job at this dealership. We have guys in the industry for 15, 20 years trying to work here that I won't give jobs to. But based on that walk around, you're in. They sent me to the South Carolina uh, Z3 factory. to get, I was in the first class of BMW salespeople to get certified, 10-day certification program uh, at BMW. Really cool experience. Of course, as you know, we were me and Dave were in the film business, so I'd worked there for six months. Got out of my student debt, paid off all my loans, paid off my credit card loans, that is, from college, and moved to California and and left that job behind. And then I ended up working again, selling cars, what, six different times? It was like waiting tables. Every time we needed some cash, I go get a job selling cars at some random dealership in LA. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jordan starts, and then I go to work for Cars Direct. Y'all don't know what Cars Direct is. First company to ever uh, sell cars directly over the internet without going through a dealership. That started a, a, like a long process of us working in the automotive industry. I come back to Dallas, meet Jordan, who started his own automotive startup, eCarList. Dave, we all reconnect and work together in that industry for quite a while. So um, we've been in the industry a long time. We sold to the uh, dealer track or Cox Aut- Automotive now. And a lot of our friends are still in the industry. So they work at software companies that sell to car dealers. They are inside of car dealers every single day of the year. So I've called a few of those guys and I said, Hey, how's it how's it looking right now? And they said, Hey man, it's hot, hot, hot. Like dealerships are doing great. Dealerships are doing surprisingly well right now. So I think you know, the automotive sales numbers are going to be better than people are anticipating this summer. Yeah, so I've heard that
2: Ford good. is basically even on what they um, expected pre-IPO on their truck On their uh, truck sales. On their just normal like F-150 sales. That's, that's, they, and really, the only thing that they're down, from what I've read, is on um, their commercial vehicle um, department.
1: So, Which is surprising to me, Jordan, because I almost feel like there's a d- high demand for commercial vehicles with all the deliveries going on right now, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's like mostly fleet sales, so like corporate fleets are probably down. It's probably the bigger... But yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, they're probably pumping out those vans
1: right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's actually some reasonable tailwinds. Yeah, obviously, we're, we're, this trade's on the Bronco, but... I think they're going to do okay. I don't, do you even know when their next earnings is at Ford? I'm hoping not to have to hold this trade through then. It,
0: um, it is uh, oh. July
1: 30th. Yep. Oh, so that's coming up pretty soon. The goal was to get a little bit of pop on the Bronco news and get out of this stock. Because I really don't want to be owning a lot of Ford right now. That's not really something I'm interested in doing long term. I could see myself holding it through earnings, though, end of July. Uh, My options will be expired, but I can easily flip the options over. I'm hoping that we don't get, you know, a, a sell the news event tonight, tomorrow. Right. That would be worst case scenario for this trade is if you get a sell news event. And that could happen if you have a seller, an institutional seller that's looking to sell forward into strength. So if they feel like this release of the Bronco is going to be a liquidity event that's going to generate a lot of retail interest in Ford stock over the next few days, that could be a great opportunity for an institutional holder that already decided to get out of Ford for any number of reasons to exit a big decision, uh, uh, to, to exit um, a big position in Ford this week today's price action doesn't look good i think that's more related to tesla being up another couple hundred points whatever it's up today uh and Ford being the opposite of tesla <laughs> so <laughs> buy, buy tesla sell ford i get it listen guys i understand it and that that's a risk factor here for this trade and it's disappointing but it is what it is
0: so i was on uh robin track and saw yesterday that ford was the most held stock on robin hood and it is still right now so um Followed by GE, uh, American Airlines, Disney, Delta, Apple, Microsoft.
1: Well, l- l- let's hope we get a pop in Ford this week. So I think uh, here's what we have: we have a potential Ford pop this week, potentially just based on what is likely to be a lot of just retail interest in the Ford Bronco, institutional interest as well. If you get any type of rumors that the um, that the pre-sale numbers are looking good. That would be an that would be uh, you know accelerator for the stock. Also, once they actually announce the number of pre-orders, what we should do guys is we should look at the Mustang EV and see how many days after that was released, did they announce pre-orders? That yeah. is that is a piece of data we need to find out. I should have found mm-hmm. out for the show because if they announced pre-orders like within three days or four days or did they wait two weeks or three weeks to announce pre-orders
2: Yeah was it and was it specific like that or
1: did they just wait until they ran out of what their known capacity was and then announced at that moment? I no. don't know that, that's something that I want to find out. So if you're looking to trade forward that's something you might want to know as well because you, you you know probably want to be in it during that announcement of pre-orders if you feel the number is going to be impressive if it's not impressive, all bets are off, right? What's cool here, guys, is I think they have three very different cars they're releasing at the same time. I don't think the market really appreciates that either. The Ford Bronco 2-door and the Ford Bronco 4-door are two totally different markets, okay? It's like two completely different vehicles. Now, the Ford Bronco Sport is in a entirely different world of its own. And it's a whole nother vehicle, right? So, like, Those are three – they're making one release tonight, but that release tonight is touching three completely different demographics.
2: Well, that's the whole thing. They're basically releasing Jeep, like the whole Jeep brand
1: right now. You know what I mean? Like that's what they're trying to do. But I'll make a case, Jordan. I'll make a case right now that I think – I could be wrong. I think the four-door Bronco – Probably appeals a little bit more to someone that needs a fuller size car, even though it's technically probably the same exact size as a four door Wrangler. I just think in people's head, a Wrangler is a Wrangler, and they just if they're they're not looking at that car if they're the I'm going to tell you car. something.
2: I think the Wrangler is pretty spare. Pretty,
1: pretty spare. Wide.
2: I'm pretty spare. I've driven. I've rented one when I was in Colorado, but um, I mean. last year I thought it was awful. I, I, I mean, can't stand it. I can't stand
1: driving. Terrence had one for a few years, all like souped up and stuff. So did Lynn. Terrence eventually sold his and he's just like, it just wore me out. It wore yeah. me out, you know? And I love driving my CJ when I was 16 years old, right? 17 years yeah, old. Yeah. But would
2: you enjoy it now, I think you, I think the Bronco is going to drive like a truck, right? It's going to drive like a, like a uh, Rangers.
1: That's like that, right? my worry, dude. That is my yeah. number one concern. And like, it's honestly a car that I might keep for like six months and be like, yeah. "All right, that was fun. I'm out."
0: And, and that and that that's, will be very interesting to see if they have like a luxury upgrade option, like the the nicer leather, the you know bigger displays and things yeah, on the dash. Hopefully, they
2: do. I mean, it's still a body-on-frame design,
0: right? Which means it's going to drive like a truck. And we know,
2: you know, I mean, the Forerunner and then the uh, Lexus, uh, the um, GX or whatever. Um, it, those are both. Body on frame. You got one upgraded, but they both still drive pretty beefy and like trucks. Now, is yeah. the sport
0: going to be the same, or is it going to be perhaps more like uh, a I think the sport
2: might be more like. like a
1: car. I think yeah, think it's, it's really- a full-on car. It's independent yeah. suspension although it, it, yeah. It's it's it not not solid axle. Um, you're you're totally right, Jordan. It's more like the FJ Cruiser, which I hate. I owned one of those oh, for a yeah. few months. Hated yeah. it. Oh, yeah, but, like did. I hate that car so much. I know I'm probably not going to love. The drive of this Bronco, unfortunately.
2: Well, especially because, and think about this: the Yukon, um, they are coming out um, the new one that, that that's coming out for those guys is uh, independent rear suspension, and so that actually is going to turn out to be a really comfortable driving car. When this new, but Jordan,
1: y- the Yukon, it, they they're going bigger. I don't need a bigger Yukon. Might be it's too slightly big. It's
2: one inch wider.
1: Uh, Dude, I don't that's think a it's lot. I know it is a lot, and it, that's the
2: one thing that annoyed me, uh, but they're, it's it's really nice car. If you got the garage space for it, I think it's uh I, think it's well, nice I don't car. park on the, the street. Garage anyway.
1: I, I park on the street, so yeah. but man, I, I just listen, guys, I don't know the, the Bronco I, I don't know. I'm, I might keep it for a few months and be done. I, I don't think it matters. I think people are going to get excited tonight. Hopefully, they'll get excited when this thing is announced. So That's my trade. Are either of you guys in on the trade or no? Is it? I'm
2: trying to to decide. I feel like I've got about an hour to make a decision. It's not really moving at all.
1: No, it's it's really not. Like I said, this is not a high conviction trade for me. This is this is a fun trade. Like I've been waiting so long, it's just, I, 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 I think it's worth doing for me. But it's a super risky trade. Quite honestly. I actually and don't equity,
2: think I mean, yeah. just the equity, I don't think it's super risky. You know, unless like, like you said, it's no. not
0: but the, the options that he has that expired what, this Friday? Yeah, those yeah. yeah, that's very risky.
1: Yeah. 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 Granted they're slightly in the money, but I need a move to break even, I still need this thing to move up uh what, like ten cents more to break even? 10, 15 cents. Uh no, I only need to move up like eight cents more to break even on my trade. So it's not too bad. Can I get $0.08 by Friday is the big question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you don't get it tomorrow, you won't get it You could go either way. You could go up $0.08 or down $0.08. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I I do not know. So that's the trade for Bronco. Um, Guys, I can't wait to tonight just to see this thing. But speaking of cars...
0: I want to see it. I was going to say, did you uh, notice that uh, Pfizer is up 5% right now and the Dow is up 450 points? Is there news on
1: Pfizer? I didn't check. I, I was I just up got an alert, so I yeah. haven't
0: read the full story yet, but um, they had
2: something come out this morning. Um, well, they
0: were they were added to a list of um, a, two different drug uh, pharmaceutical companies were added to the some sort of a fast track uh, approval program. And this may just be uh, additional information about that. BioNTech is the other one they expect to start the next phase of the trial later this month with 30,000 subjects. Companies expect to have 100 million doses by the end of 2020, more than 1.2 billion doses by the end of 21, according to the release.
1: You know what the good news is right now for all these vaccine manufacturers here in the U.S.? You know, if you're a vaccine manufacturer somewhere else in the world, you're struggling to find cases right now. We got so many in the US that we can have awesome uh, phase three trials right now. I mean, <laughs> that's it, the way to that.
0: look at the bright side. Right? You know, I we're mean, winning at losing.
1: I mean, guys, so if you don't realize, if you're not following these vaccine trials, to have a proper phase three trial, you need to have a lot of infected cases because you need both the control group and you need the vaccine group. To have enough people in there that are at risk. So, the control group, you need to have a lot of people getting the disease, right? Yeah, you just just drive down to Miami, right? You just go to Miami. The whole country, right? The whole country right now, like if you have a control group in a phase three trial that ends up having zero people positive, then you have no trial. You have to start over again, okay? You need to have enough people in the control group get sick. OK, or I say get sick, just test positive, at least. Right. Otherwise, it's, it's a nonvalid trial. And that's a huge problem. That was a huge issue in the Oxford trial that they were concerned about with AstraZeneca. And now I at least have faith that here in the U.S., these phase three trials the next few months, we're going to have really robust trials, guys. We're going to have really good data coming out of those trials one way or the other. I don't know how they're going to turn out, but we're going to have good quality data in terms of the control group. So that's, a net, by the way, that's a net positive for the vaccine industry because we'll get a vaccine potentially months earlier by having that many people in the control group get testing positive. So anyway, yeah. so let's, let's talk about you know this is car related. Uh, when we were getting ready for the show here, we're talking about our our vacations coming up. Not even vacations, our travel plans for the next, you know, few months. And Jordan, Jordan has a philosophy, and this this is really interesting to hear from him.
2: Jordan, I've, I've mentioned this before on the channel that I don't sleep in transportation.
1: He does not sleep in transportation <laughs> until he does, because Jordan, do. we'll see we'll Tell see you. i was considering about, this. Cool. about doing so we've
2: got an op so our school district has come out and said that um you can do remote learning as long as you opt in for an entire grading period which is like a nine-week period and so we've thought about renting an airstream trailer and then just hitting up all the uh national parks on the you know on the left coast like why not i mean we could hit up all sorts of stuff we could even uh do yellowstone on the way back um and really go when it's a low traffic situation. Um, you know, as far as uh, most people will be actually in school. It'll yeah. we'll just be
0: free, right? We'll be driving we'll around. Be self-contained in your own yeah. traveling bed. And you'll get to see things that you would never have seen otherwise. Like, and and you, would have well never, you would have course. never done say. that trip.
2: I know. Well, the thing is, most of the time you'd have to go in the summer, right? And then, A, it's a tourist trap, most of these places. And it's crazy hot. We'll be going at the perfect temperature, the perfect, you know, time for, uh, you are know, kind of getting the park not to ourselves, but, you know, mainly with other, probably other retired people and stuff, which would, I think would be great. <laughs> Dude, that's that, great. That's
1: exactly who you would love to be hanging out with yeah. is retired. See this, when Jordan said this, I was like, this is a hundred percent you. When I, I, when I think of you, Jordan, I think of you and the family in an Airstream hanging out with <laughs> random old retirees yeah. at national parks and, and grilling out and talking about how you smoke. You know your the meat that you guys cook. Oh, and well, like, I'll bring a big green egg.
2: I'll probably make. I'll be making briskets while I'm out, right? Like, why not? I'll be doing all the things that I love. And old retired people they love us because we bring little kids around that are fun and stuff. And
1: dude, that 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 is that is actually all you need to do this. But yeah. not just for a few weeks. You need to do it for a few months. Like, yeah. you, like just, just do it a, right. Like, make
0: it a long road trip. That be that would yeah. be so fun it's yeah, trying like, to do the same thing. I think we're very close to buying some sort of an RV. She's been doing all the research. Oh, well, let yes. me know what you buy. Oh,
1: so Dave, did you get that tech? Can you put that video of, 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 that, of that truck on? So Jordan, this is the thing I want you to see. I can't company. do
2: it because they're in Seattle,
1: right? So first I'd have to go to Seattle, which is not going to happen. No, you can just get one sent here. You can get, they'll, they'll send one here for you. you get you a transport. Yeah, you just get a transport here. Here's it. This is a startup out of Seattle that a friend of mine is invested in, and I want you to watch this. This is like a little mini episode of our old dumb money show because we could invest in this company. They are raising money right now. Oh, okay, so so I'm why don't we show this? Why don't we show this video to our viewers and see what they think if about the, these guys if we should consider going old school dumb money where we would invest in startups, not in the, not trade stocks, right? Uh, for those of y'all don't know, our primary dumb money channel was about us running around investing in startup companies. We did 24 companies last year. Uh, we are the second most active early stage investors in the entire state of Texas. Um, and we haven't done that channel in like four months. But uh, if Dave can get this queued up, this is a company we have an opportunity to potentially invest in. It's the Airbnb of what? What would you call it? The Airbnb of driving around in RVs. <laughs> the Airbnb. It's the Airbnb of RVs, but it's not just an RV.
0: It's the coolest thing. Here it is. Um, well, it's saying that I can't get the audio installed during a live broadcast, uh, oh, no. and I'd have to end the broadcast in order to play the audio for can this because you my do it without audio.
1: Can you get the imagery? Like, yeah, will you show up? the
0: imagery? Okay. I can but I can narrate right it now? because I have it in my ear.
1: So these are custom-built no, conversion not right? It's, it seems stuck. Is it stuck? Is it playing? I think it's stuck, Dave. You had, you had to hit play. Are you watching it? Uh, it just stuck. Oh, there it goes. Now it's playing on my laptop. OK. It's like a little easily drivable van, right?
0: Yeah, it has it has that's closets. It has a bed. Up. It has a TV. Yeah. You can pull. Oh, that's really cool when you pull out the uh, outdoor kitchen. It has a yeah, drone that follows is, you. It me, has it, uh, steady cam in the woods. Yeah. Everything you need. This is amazing. Yeah. You guys are watching it, it thirty seconds delayed on, on the feed. Four beds. So you it's know. called Cabana. Look at. Did you see
1: the shower? The mini shower they have in here and the little closet, dude. It's amazing. Look at the the. It's just the way it's laid out. I think is awesome. Awesome. Yep. Is that too small for you, though, Jordan? That's probably too yes, small. that's It's way too small. That's this for is more two. of a weekend if, a weekend truck, if you're if like... It were
2: just, if we were just Adrian and me, we could get away with that, but with the four, no
0: way.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's too small.
0: The, sure, thing, you're that, going... um, the thing that Megan wants to buy is really too small uh, for, for two, even. So I'm yeah. going to send her out on a lot of missions. Uh, like, once all this is over and airplanes are cool again... She wants to, her, her dream is to like drive an RV like thing, I, it's sports, sports, something. it's like a, it's like a conversion van with a kitchen and bed. And yeah,
1: it's
2: not even, uh, have you seen the ones that Airstream builds that, uh, they're Tommy Bahama. They are nice. They're like Mercedes, vans. Oh yeah. Uh, it look like a full like hotel conversion on the end. They're nice. So it's, it it's not,
0: it's not like that, but it's, yeah. I'll, I'll show you pictures of it. I'll, I'll find the one that she wants and, uh, I'll, I'll share that. So Jordan, are you investing? Basically, in I I want to have her go and and then I will fly in to uh to meet and I'll I'll stay in a hotel. That's my way of traveling by RV. Yeah. yeah.
1: So meanwhile, you 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 guys and by the way, are we invest? Are you investing in Airstream? Did any of us invest? In Airstream? Dave did, I think. Dave, Dave
0: did. Airstream? Yeah. No, I was in there. I was in the other one. The um, what's it called? I'm I'm I sold it already. But what was it called? It's uh,
1: the European one. Or the dealership.
0: It's the one, one. that makes all of them. Well, I did. I had both of them. I was in Camping World and Thor. I was in both. Thor. Those. Okay.
1: I thought. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. meanwhile, you guys are talking about cruising around in RVs, and, and we came to a decision here in our family that we really miss our family. Like, we we miss our parents, and our parents. Uh, you know, we don't like going a couple years without seeing our parents and having them see the grandkids and stuff. So, unfortunately, we live in Texas. Amy's family lives in California. My family lives in New York. So you know how cheap I am when it comes to flying. Like, I will spend four hours trying to save $18 on a round-trip flight when we fly. Um, and it's actually killing me. It's so painful uh, that we're actually considering flying private for the first time uh, just to safely get to our families. Sometimes this... Sometimes this sometime this fall or winter so we just came to that decision last night um and i don't even want to talk about how much it costs it is so crazy expensive it's just it's absolutely insane but we're contemplating doing that so jordan you'll be on your uh airstream knowing that i spent probably 10x just to get to where i'm going (laughs) okay okay so i if I if my back wasn't so messed up, I would consider doing something like that and just taking that up to West Coast or East Coast.
2: Yeah, the problem is, I mean, you'd have to do East and West Coast, and that is a ton. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a, ton. a
1: lot. It yeah. it it is a lot, and I can't really drive for more than no. a couple hours at a time. With my my messed up uh, yeah. disc in my back.
2: Well, both of you too. So it's not like you you get any relief from. Uh...
1: Yeah. No. No. Totally. Um, all right, guys, do we, um, but I I am becoming like an, a a quasi expert on how these jet cards work and how all the various, there's like 30 different services out there. Do you remember I bought when I was working at cars direct, uh, back in 1999, Dave, Mm -hmm. I bought the domain jets direct. Yes, Uh, you
0: did. Do you still own that?
1: I still own JetsDirect.com Twenty years later, and I'm in the back of my head. Like I'm looking at some of these jet card companies, and they have kind of some of them have junky names. I'm thinking maybe I can just give them my domain name in exchange for a round trip flight. Would, <laughs> they, would they do that? you think they would consider? Doing I think that? that's a like,
2: fair price, like for what you were going to pay. Like I think that's about what a domain would cost for like a really right? nice domain.
1: right. Yeah. You know, like I'll give you I'll give you the domain in exchange for one round trip flight. There's you just got to you just
2: got to contact their, you know, their business development department.
1: Yeah. Totally. Deal done. Totally. Um I'm going to try it. I'm going I'm going go. That would be <laughs> the
0: best story. If you could sell yeah. that domain name after 20 years and actually like get your fr- get that trip paid for or at least heavily subsidized. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. That, that would that actually would make
0: paid. flying private absolutely worth it.
1: I I, I want to puke just thinking about how much it costs to do this. It's like 26 or $27,000, uh, to fly round trip, uh, someplace. You can probably, probably get it for like 23 maybe. Um, but it's guys, it's crazy. So like, you know me, I'm so cheap. I wouldn't do it if it weren't family. Like, that's the only thing that is making me think maybe I'll just do it this one time. Uh, but anyway, so do we have uh, we have any other trades or anyone talking about stuff? So we Sonos, do have some let's people talk asking about, Sonos. about
0: that. You you posted how you uh, traded both Sonos and ECL, which is is that Ecarlist? What is that? <laughs> no, it's not our old
1: company. <laughs> no. So uh, let's talk about it. let's talk about them. So Sonos, uh, I had a lightning sh- uh, sh- strike that must have been within hundred feet of my house last week. Because I was on my back patio and thought I got struck by lightning. I didn't. But like, i it's one of those ones where you jump up and you literally just run in the house. And you have to like calm yourself to see what the, what the hell just happened. I was sitting facing so, out
0: of the front windows and I saw the lightning bolt. And your, the way your house and my house line up were basically both in the so middle of blocks, it? one block over. I saw the biggest flight. It was basically, I saw like the lightning bolt, but it was so bright that the... It, it, it was like it was completely overexposed. The whole the whole outdoors went white for a second.
1: Oh, my and God. And the house nope. shook
0: immediately as it was happening. You know, that's how, how you can tell how far away the lightning is. I just want is. to let
2: you and, know, guys, this doesn't happen in Collegle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen here. It's the first time I've ever seen and heard lightning at the same time. <laughs> well, I
1: was in my... Uh, anyway, so that happened, and everything was fine. I didn't eat, lose electricity, but... um. I lost our our sound like our our sound equipment wasn't working for our all house audio, and it looks like uh, that might have my Sonos might have gotten messed up when that happened. So I had Xavier here in the house. Look at that, and a couple other things that got messed up from the lightning strike. And he's our he's our audio guy who works at our restaurants and does your bar. Does all of them, yeah. And he does all our audio and. He's like, Yeah, you need a new Sonos unit. It's like, it, you got to get a new Sonos unit. And it's only like a year and a half old. He's like, The problem is, I can't buy any right now. He goes, They are sold out. He's like, I, as a distributor, I cannot even get my hands on one. He goes, I have customers that occasionally find them online. So I went online. I looked on Amazon. It's this five hundred dollar controller unit for Sonos. It's a it's the it Sonos is... amp, right? Yeah. It's the, it's the black the black one, the black I Sonos. I guess amp. like an amp.
2: That, I've got two of them. That's my favorite piece of electronics in my house.
0: Uh, Chris, yeah, I might well. actually have a spare one because when when I upgraded my house, it, it it would be like last generation. But I might be able to give you mm-hmm. one to just oh. get you by.
1: Well, I, listen, the bottom line is we we bought one of those little just radios that connect through Wi-Fi, you know, through like whatever Bluetooth. And it's fine. Like, we're fine. Like, we don't need to have this. But eventually, we'll get it replaced. But I started doing some research. And, you know, the Sonos Google Trend, I really missed out on the Sonos trade. Actually, yeah. the GM of my restaurant, Mike, he invested in Sonos like a month ago. And he's been telling me about it. I'm like, eh, I don't. I am not a Sonos guy. I think Sonos to me is very two thousand sixteen. Okay. No, the,
2: I'll tell you what the problem no, with Sonos amazing. is. The problem with Sonos is that like every single Sonos that's in my house except for those two amps, I've had for like eight years. Yeah. And I don't and I don't need to upgrade them. There's no reason to upgrade them. And so no. they're not getting any additional money from me. They're not they don't get the subscription revenue. They don't
1: no, I don't I don't understand what the future of that company holds. <laughs> I don't like Sonos. I don't like Sonos stock, but yet here I am invested in Sonos stock because I feel they're in a good place at this very little moment in time. Just with people
2: and, upgrading their house and trying to get smart speakers and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. That all that's they're just in the right place, right time. I think I think it was and by the way, the stock is all the way back up to where they were pre, pre you know, pre all this stuff. Yeah. But it's a small trade for me guys. Sonus is a small trade. Now, ECL, that's a trade that's really interesting. Um, I actually traded it before it's, ECL. It's something we've
0: talked about on the show. It's Ecolab.
1: Yeah, Ecolab guys. And so the reason why I first got into Ecolab is again, coming from my restaurant, Chelsea Corner uh our eco my gm was telling me that we could not buy Ecolab product this was back in april okay he's like literally we can't get any Ecolab product they are chemicals they are sanitation uh they provide us with our soaps for our dishwashers like our automatic dishwashers it's all of our uh our our, our pesticides are all come from Ecolab right so I was like, well, dude, what do you mean we can't get it? Like, oh, it's disinfectant, all of our disinfectant stuff comes from Ecolab. He's like, they are selling all their stuff to hospitals and they're putting hospitals in front of restaurants. Mm-hmm. So like, even though the restaurants were closed down, most of us at the time, even then we couldn't get product, okay? Yeah. So now that restaurants are back online, we're needing to consume a tremendous amount of disinfection, disinfectant products the hospitals are still consuming a tremendous amount of disinfectant products. Um, everybody is, quite honestly, and it looks like demand for EcoLab appears to be, you know, super strong. So this is not a well-researched trade. It's certainly not a high conviction trade. Neither is Sonos, right? These are just two small trades I'm making based on, you know, my visibility, my observational awareness into the space. Uh, I think they're both going to have really strong quarters. I think it will likely continue through to the fall and winter, so I don't necessarily think I'll be in EcoLab or Sonos in three to four months, but I'm in them for now. So I'll probably ride both of them out through one more earnings cycle. And those are my trades on those two companies.
0: Make That's sense? Um, I was texting Megan, this I got a picture of the thing that she wants to buy. So this is a 2015 four by four check this out
1: <laughs>
0: she wants to drive that to south america she wants to drive it to canada we'll see it's a 4x4 it has a 200 watt solar system on the roof it has a generator it has batteries it has uh, low miles this, for for the year it's only like 28000 miles
1: i can't i can't see it dave obviously oh there uh, i see it you'll you'll see it oh Oh, that's like a full conversion van. I thought yes. she was going with one of the things that you put on the back of a pickup truck.
0: No, no, this is a. Well, she she's considered mulch so many things. She's gone through a bunch of different phases of, of what she thought would be perfect, but this particular one is what I think she's going to end up getting. And if
1: that kind, that's kind of cool, Dave. That's kind of cool. I like that.
0: So she needs to name it. You know how vehicles have to have a name. So uh, we need the uh, chatters to. Put their best idea in for a name for this uh. vehicle.
1: So you're, you're getting this. This is happening.
0: I'm pretty sure that this is happening. Um, I, I was going to see if I had any pictures of the inside because we went and saw it. Um, How much is, does a
1: vehicle like this cost, Dave?
0: This is about uh, $80,000. And that is a How substantial it... discount from when it was new.
1: How well, What year is it? Uh,
0: 2015. That's a
1: lot of money, dude, for a van.
0: Yeah, I know. So I I am not gonna be able to put this maybe I could put this in the system. Well I don't know how to do that. Uh, Let me just show you this. <laughs> this is this is the interior. This is her her driving it. You get
1: way if, closer than that. I can't see
0: well, you you probably won't be able to see it for thirty seconds until. Oh yeah, you you might be able to see that. So I that's that's what that. it looks like on the inside. But it has a little kitchen. It has the back where that where the the owner was sitting in the back during this test drive. Um, it's you know pretty. Uh, it has it has uh, all wood grain inside. Here's here's. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's, it's so funny. This is this is our uh, test drive. Where
1: lower um, you got to hold it lower. The that that the silver bullet. That's kind of what I was thinking too. So, so, <laughs> Gertrude, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Silver stallion, so, so great, <laughs> so great, man. I can. So wait. I, Dave,
0: I was on you? the inside of it briefly, so I didn't get a lot of pictures on the inside, mainly of the outside. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the exactly. silver stallion
1: there's there's dave being driven
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was i had to test out the passenger seat and it was a little bit terrifying to be in that um to be it, it was it's high it, it it drives like a truck but it, it wasn't as it, i mean it's not that much longer than a, a normal vehicle um, so
1: wait would, would you would you but you can actually stand up her?
0: inside that that raised up roof lets you stand up inside
1: why don't you just go get in the car and just start driving? Would you do this? Are you going to do this with her?
0: She She's going to definitely do some road trips. And I think that in the practice phase to see if she actually uh, likes it, she's going to, um, I, I might go on some trips. She she also wants to get it like lifted up three more inches and put bigger tires on it. because Why? You know, <laughs> because, you know, off-roading. She needed the four by four. She needed like to be able to, there was this, when we drove through uh, Baja, California, um, <laughs> On our last trip in February, right before the whole world shut down, there was this one stretch of land that the rental car we were in we just couldn't we couldn't go on, like down by the beach. And so she really wants to go re-experience that. And I'm glad to fly back in and meet her at the um because oh, it was this really cool place down there, and there were a lot of really neat places. That that I should have done some daily vlogging on. because so it you want to
1: build it to like the A team truck, basically. The problem is if you if she puts a lift on it and puts bigger tires, it's going to drive so much worse on the highway, which is where you're doing most of your driving. Like yeah. so much worse. I know. Gas mileage is going to get destroyed. Yeah. The road noise. The high. The, high, the road noise. Yeah. It will drive so bad. I don't recommend doing it. Well, you know what you need to do? Just get like a little uh, trailer with an ATV on the back, and when you want to do that stuff, you just hop on the ATV.
0: It's, your, it's like a tender. Yeah, that's what yeah. she needs. She needs she needs a a tender for her yacht. <laughs> for awesome. her land yacht. Land yacht. Yeah. I what I wanted to do was get like a custom sticker uh, wrap made for it that was like the uh, the Ron Burgundy. Uh, vehicle so that it like looked like a, like a Wait, 70s news can. van. <laughs> I thought that would be hilarious. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just on the market on in general, guys, this is, I haven't done a lot of stuff right the last week or two. I'm not making a lot of trades. I'm not getting super leveraged here. I really hate myself. I bought Amazon call options and I sold them last week. I hate myself for doing that. Um, you know, I did sell a bunch of my GAN. As anyone that's following our Discord channel knows, um, I've reduced my GAN to. I think do I have forty thousand shares again? That's now? what you said. That's what you said on Friday. Forty thousand. Um, I'm going to pull it just to make sure. Just to make sure that is correct. Um, I am down to forty thousand shares of GAN from eighty-five thousand. So I've cut my GAN by over fifty percent. Uh, I've always said my ideal GAN, uh, you know, amount of stock would be somewhere between 10 and 30,000 shares. So, you know, I will be cutting GAN more at some point in the future, uh, as more people start to recognize the things that I recognized about GAN, uh, we get that information kind of, uh, equilibrium, uh, and at that point I'll, I'll be closer to just having a, a smaller position in GAN. Anything else you Makes guys uh, do that think that's worth talking about here? Haven't um, done anything else?
0: Yeah, we, we've had some questions. I, I just saw where do we uh, find the Discord came up, and you can find that by going to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. That will get you an invite to get in there. Oh, and look, someone put it up on the screen. Perfect.
1: Um, I haven't even been in Discord in a couple days. Uh, in the last either. couple of days, I kinda I took a break, but I'll, I'll be getting back in Discord this week. For sure. Uh, I need, again, I needed a little bit of break. Um, but uh, it's too bad the market's coming. My, my stocks are coming down now, even though the market, I was up quite a bit this morning. market keeps going up, and my stocks are coming down. It's unfortunate.
0: That's not good. So, uh,
1: listen, let's hope for a nice week in Ford. All I need is, you know, 15 cents, guys. Just give me another 15 <laughs> cents, get my money back. Maybe 20 cents would be nice. 25, 30, 40 cents would be really nice. Uh, I think, what did I say? If I get another 45 cents out of this, uh, 50 cents, uh, I, I bought, just bought myself a Ford Bronco. So,
0: Have you trimmed right. your Peloton at all? No, I,
1: well, trim my Peloton? Are you out of your mind, I Dave? know. That's
0: the one you've, you, you're, you're quoted as saying you'd have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands.
1: Yes, no, I not trim my Peloton. Absolutely. Yeah, I still, I still got all my Peloton. Not nearly as much as you do, but I love it. Love absolutely it. not, absolutely not. No, I have. In fact, if you, what's really interesting is if you check Google Trends on Peloton, obviously we had nowhere to go but down after that monumental spike back in March and April. So the search volume of people searching for Peloton has come down, which it had to come down. There's no way it could have stayed elevated at those levels. But what's fascinating is that in the last seven to 14 days, it started to go back up again. Tiny bit, tiny bit. So it basically came back down. But as people were sheltering in place, or I think it's less about sheltering in place right now and more about people are thinking I think I might not be leaving my home this fall and winter. And I always thought this would be the case. I thought people would kind of have, you know, we're going into the summer. We're not thinking about the winter yet. But then if the virus acts up like it has been and we realize the second wave is no doubt going to continue into the fall and winter they need to have the ability to work out at home okay nobody can rely on going to a gym this fall and winter right and i always thought we would see an uptick in search volume and orders for peloton um i have a friend that is looking into peloton credit card uh uh, traffic uh not traffic excuse me credit card transactions who tells me that the Credit card transactions for Peloton are looking really good as well. So, yeah, I I, I I think I think they'll be really strong here going into this next earnings call. And I I think Peloton has ridiculous. My best case scenario for Peloton is the stock gets so far ahead of itself, it almost turns into a Tesla or Amazon or Lululemon type cult stock. To where at that point, the stock needs to grow into it. The company The company's earnings need to grow into the stock price, right? So rather than the stock price following the company's earnings, I would like to see the stock get way ahead of earnings and have people think about Peloton as what it can be in 10 years, what it could be in five years, the same way that we thought about Amazon that way, right? The same way we're thinking about Tesla. I think there's a possibility that people, rather than talking about Peloton as the company that you'll hang your dry cleaning on. In a year, you know, people are always talking about that with the exercise bike, you just hang clothes on after a while. We need to get out of that mindset. And if people are able to get out of that mindset and instead of having that conversation, they're having a conversation where Peloton is so much more than a bike. It's like everything you would ever need to have a gym inside of your home and be connected to the rest of the world while doing it in a really fun way and and an interesting way where you're fully engaged and connected. Then you could start to think of Peloton as a $100 billion company, not a $20 billion company, right? Um, even if it's not a $100 billion company today in terms of their revenue and their multiples, let, let it get there like, like Amazon did and let the stock either grow into it or implode if it doesn't make it, right? So I think there will become a point in time where – and it's happening right now – where people are starting to give Peloton the benefit of the doubt – about their future rather than doubting their future first. And so if that continues to happen, the stock can continue to run, I think. We'll see if it does or doesn't. What do you guys think? Anything else?
0: Any questions? Yeah, we, we had a few questions. Um... So, since this is our Ford episode, and we have talked a lot about Tesla, any thought to going short on Tesla? No way. (laughs) So, so Tesla is either going to three thousand or back to one thousand, right? Right. And I don't
2: know which one it's going to be. It could be either, right? Um, It could do both. It could drop down to a thousand and then take back off. Uh, Who knows? Um, Right now, it's so. The valuation is so insane that it's disconnected from reality. Uh, But like Chris said, I mean, there's a lot of things going for Tesla. They basically, um, they're redefining the auto space, right? Um, And so they're a story stock at this point. And there's no, you know, I think there's no taming this thing.
1: Guys, it's a little insane, though. I mean, it's just, it's... (laughs) There's no words to describe the way I feel about Tesla's stock. It's, I can't believe I own it. Uh, I give myself a lot of credit for feeling the way I do about Tesla and still owning the stock. Yeah. like you know, what I'm saying? like I, I just, <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for just like closing my eyes and going. I don't believe it, but that doesn't matter. It is in a world of its own, and I need to participate. Uh, in the new way people think about these types of companies and I truly feel That Peloton has potential to eventually be one of those companies if it isn't turning into one already right now Yeah, so the more we see this in an Amazon the more we see it in a Tesla The more the market will allow it to happen to other companies as well, right? Because we know it can happen. We know it's irrational and it doesn't matter if it happened here. There's no reason why it can't happen over there to that stock as well. So
0: so we uh, had a question about UPS earnings. It looks like uh, those earnings are July 30th. Um, we know that FedEx had killer earnings. Any any thought on that Guys, one? Guys,
1: no. I, I, I think they'll probably be really strong, but the market, I feel, already thinks they'll be really strong. I don't know what the opportunity is there, quite honestly, to arbitrage that trade. I haven't done enough deep research to realize is is the UPS story even better than the market thinks it is, right? So I'm more focused right now on storylines that I think, you know, the market is not paying as close attention to. Ecolab, and by the way, the reason why I invested in Ecolab—I mean, the the market just wasn't talking about it anymore. I think the stock also came down like twenty percent. Yeah, it came Maybe down. It's
2: sitting right around pre-COVID right now,
1: about $20. yeah ten percent. So yeah. it, it's—I'd rather spend my thought, you know, put my thought process into those trades. I still love the gun stock trade. I I, I do. I just I love it here. I think it's something that's probably not up close and center right at this very moment. But I think the closer we get into the election cycle, that will be a whole nother, um, you know, tailwind on a lot of these stocks, quite honestly. Whether Biden wins or not, I think there's going to be a perception into that election cycle that Biden has a chance to win or might even be likely to win. Uh, So you don't necessarily have to trade the election itself as much as you're trading the reality of, wow, this is going to actually happen what happens to gun stocks in that scenario? I think I don't know how you look at it any other way than it's a huge tailwind for all these gun stocks. So I really, I, I'm not, you're not, I'm not budging there. Did I buy more? I might have bought a, m- a little bit more Vista Outdoors recently. I'm not sure if I did, but uh, I love them. I, I love those stocks.
0: How about another stock that both of us uh, have talked about and loved? Roku.
1: Oh, yes. Rocking and
0: rolling right now.
1: Finally. You know, the thing is, it's hard to make investments in companies when the stock is underperforming and you start to doubt yourself, right? As to like, what is is everyone else seeing that I'm not seeing? We we, Guys, we preach this all the time. What did I do when Roku was sitting down really low? I doubled down in it. Okay. I doubled down in it because I was like, You get to a certain point, and sometimes it takes decades investing in the market. For me, it took essentially working on Wall Street uh, as a software company selling to the biggest hedge funds and quant funds in the world to realize there's nothing behind the curtain. There's very little they know that you don't know. Almost nothing, right? So I, I never realized that until very recently. And that's the type of thing that gives me the ability to say, you know what? I don't care that they don't see Roku right now. I don't care if the market's not paying attention at this very moment in time. There's no reason why Roku isn't benefiting here and they should be trading up. I'm so happy I did that, Dave. And they're up to 160 again. Yep. Unbelievable. Roku at 160. Yes, 3,000 shares of Roku. It was 3,000? 3, yeah, 3,000 shares yeah, 3, of Roku.
0: I only have 1,000 shares of Roku. I'm... Yeah. But I'm happy.
1: So, I, listen, I love that trade. I really do. The other trade, quite honestly, that I really liked a lot was Generac. Um, my generator, we just talked about it. My generator kicked on last night when my, uh, my electricity went out last night. Uh, we had a power outage on my street. went out for about six hours. And in five seconds, my generator flew on. I, I, I love Generac. It looks like demand is through the roof for Generac right now. I think in a normal time, the market would be focused on it, but there's so much noise out there. There's so much for the market to be distracted by that I think they're not paying enough attention to Generac. I like that as kind of a trade that maybe is a little bit overlooked. I think Logitech, again, I got back into Logitech because I know what the fall is going to look like. Let's talk about summer camps here, guys. Summer camps all opened in the south. I don't know if they open in the north, but I know they're open in the south. Uh, About 50% of the families here sent their kids to summer camp. And what happened was the summer camps had outbreaks uh, of the virus, and some of them completely closed last week. Some of them who didn't close sent back multiple cabins of kids. A lot of the parents that were gung-ho on summer camp had second thoughts now and are no longer sending their kids to summer camp, even if they are open. I think this is what's going to come in the fall with school. And I think we've seen a little bit of it in Israel. If you look at what's been going on in Israel, what their school's reopening, we are opening up our schools. But if you look at the plan, I saw on the plan in Texas that if there's a single case of positive in the school, that they have to close the school for five days. Have you heard about this, guys? No, How did could know that know be real? That. If you're going to do that, why open in the first place? Because you know that's going to happen, right? So basically, you're just getting in a situation where I think it's become a little political where you're opening the school because you kind of have to. But the problem is you're giving parents a false hope that they can go back to their job. They can do this stuff when the reality is two, three, four weeks into the school year, all the kids are going to end up coming home anyway. Right. So I think when that happens, that's going to deeply impact. The shelter in place work from home crowd. And I think that is going to cause work from home to happen pretty much all winter long. Okay. And I think that will be a massive tailwind for um, Logitech. Okay. As it was this last quarter. Uh, I think Logitech is just in a oh, by the way, was it in our Discord channel? We had some really good intel on Logitech in our Discord. I think it was in our Discord channel, and it was a guy that works for a, I think, a reseller of Logitech. I think it was, or no, a purchaser of Logitech. And evidently, there was one client that purchased all of Logitech's uh, a certain type of product for conference rooms. They were basically outfitting 160 or maybe like 600 conference rooms. It was in the hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. I think it might have been 600 conference rooms that this one company was outfitting. And this person's company's rep for Logitech told them, sorry, we can't get you that product because one company bought out all the inventory. How insane is that? So I think the story for Logitech is less about demand at this point and more about supply. Can they get enough supply? If you were watching Dumb Money when we had our big Logitech trade last quarter, it was not based on webcam sales. Everyone's focused on webcam sales. What people don't understand is that Logitech has a platform to basically convert every corporate conference room in the world to a video conference room using their light web tech, you know, web products and then they charge a SaaS software fee to basically control all those conference rooms, right, around the company. So they're actually getting monthly revenue. This is a huge deal for Logitech. I once talked about the same type of business model for DocuSign. Uh, people think DocuSign is a company that just allows you to sign your paperwork digitally. Well, yes, that's what they initially did. But what DocuSign is really about is they are a SaaS platform for document management. So they actually want to go in a company and they want to say, hey, you're already using DocuSign to do digital signatures for all of your sales contracts and digital signatures for all of these contracts. Well, you're warehousing those. Let's go ahead and set up all of your document storage and warehousing so that every single document that has anything to do with your company, from any department, from your HR documents, to your sales contracts, to your legal agreements, to your tax work, everything that is a document is held on the DocuSign storage platform, okay? So at that point, DocuSign literally owns the company because the whole company is running off of DocuSign. Every single piece of of documents is inside of DocuSign. That sets up DocuSign to be acquired by a Microsoft, to be acquired by a Google, to be acquired by an IBM. Okay, anytime you're able to get that deeply inside of the enterprise market, that's what happens. So in a really weird way. That's what Logitech is doing right now with their conference room software and their conference room platform with all their webcams. So now I forgot what I was talking about, but you know the, these are some of the companies. Oh, oh, we're talking about this. All goes back to summer camp. What happened in summer camp, which is what is likely to happen with school in the fall right and what will happen as a result of that remember this channel is all about having a prepared mind and running scenarios right so right now what we're doing on this show is we're running scenarios of what is likely to happen in a few months and how that will impact various sectors and various companies so that's what you need to be thinking about today um So those are the companies I'm thinking about that will be the biggest beneficiary of that. And I'm looking through to see if there are any others.
0: And we had people ask if we're going to do a back to school episode or the future of school or what's going to happen with school. And we will definitely be talking about that in a future episode. So if you haven't yet subscribed, this is a perfect time to subscribe. Make sure you turn on notifications because without that, you'll never know when we're on. Um, And I've noticed that we only have 185 likes today people you know what to do people.
1: that's why Dave wait here's 186 Dave that was me
0: thank you <laughs> and if you're uh, sitting there watching this and you're you're like how long have we been on the air if you're this far in and you haven't hit the like button there's something wrong we just need to turn all those like buttons blue so that people know that this is a cool video Well, 187 now
1: thank you guys thank you because I got to go in a minute because I got to find out a way to save money on a private jet for this one or all of these family trips I got to take. Well, I,
0: hopefully, you even... hopefully you get it for free because you have that awesome domain name. Look at that. We're That's... up to 220 likes now.
1: Oh, uh, thanks. You guys. guys are
0: really coming through. 202 30 seconds ago. I have 220 on my real-time counter.
1: Um, Hey, real quick, bounce back stocks, Royal Caribbean, Avis... Uh, I'm technically still in them, but I'm like, I don't have huge positions in my bounce back stock. I have positions yeah. in them. I feel like I need to um, because I do feel like the vaccine news that we're waiting for is going to come out. By the way, guys, the vaccine news is coming late. Like we all thought yeah. it'd be out by now, right? Like We, we all thought we'd
0: have thought at least some strong indication that something is going to be approved or is is made it to another phase and i think that's what we got today is that another is being fast-tracked but we're, we haven't yet even had that data. yeah we haven't had what we're looking for we
1: haven't gotten the oxford study data yet everybody thought it was going to be out in mid-july well here we are it's mid-july it is not out yet i thought we would get it quite honestly like early july so i'm kind of shocked that it's not here uh, I don't know if that's a bad thing, a good thing. I've heard mixed results in terms of people that know people involved with it or saying online, publicly saying, hey, I heard it's not as good as they thought it was going to be. Other people are like, hey, it's moving forward. It's fine. I don't know, guys. I don't know what to think right now, but I do want to have some exposure to bounce back stocks here. And, and we used to call them vaccine stocks, right, even though they're not vaccine stocks. So I, I have Avis still. I do have Royal Caribbean, I have Carnival, I have Southwest Airlines, but I, I, I'm really, I have a Live Nation, right, um, but I don't have huge positions in them. I have just moderate positions in these in these stocks.
0: And I sold out of just about all of my bounce back stocks in favor of just the core holdings like Amazon, Tesla, Apple, Microsoft. I, I have more GAN than I should still, but uh, it's, you know, I do still have my Royal Caribbean, which by the way... Um, over the weekend, I found that, uh, our merch store, the people who make the merch for us have, um, masks. So we now have cruisers going to cruise masks available. No, we do not. Oh yes. No,
1: we do not. In addition to the the classic
0: t-shirt, uh, laptop sticker, we, we now have a mask and you can also get this beach towel available in several fashionable colors. Because
1: oh my gosh.
0: if you're going on Wait. a cruise, you should take this beach towel with you.
1: Dave, what's the website again? Wait, uh,
0: dumb? Dumbmoney.tv slash merch. It's actually a different store platform I had to switch because uh, I was actually, I was losing money on every purchase through the way the other, it charged my credit card and then I got reimbursed by the people. So I had to change it because I lost probably $800. On <laughs> Dave, on
1: Do we need to change? Some people had complaints about the, uh, the uh, type of shirt we use. Do we need to change that out?
0: Um, so in order to keep that particular item as low cost as possible, um, I actually did switch, but it's still a classic uh, shirt, which is like a gildan. It's not one of the extra soft ones okay you guys want a softer version i can absolutely do it but we instead of fifteen dollars we have to charge nineteen dollars for it
1: can, can we offer both yeah um uh, can, can wait i don't see this this mask dude Where not on
0: you may oh, still be to, getting the old store
1: oh no face mask oh do wait, you see dude, it dude that is amazing Oh my gosh! How great would it be to go on a cruise? I was I was going burgers,
0: to order one out. for us all and just show up with it, but ugh, these things take so oh long. It, they print when you order, and it wouldn't get here for like a two two or three weeks or something. I
1: think I'm buying one right this second, dude. Are You kidding me? Awesome! I'm buying one right this second. That is amazing.
0: And I actually think the beach towel looks pretty good.
1: Oh, and let me look at the beach towel.
0: You can. I I, I picked um, a few colors that went with the design, so you can get it in yellow. You can get you can get it on black because that just looks the coolest. But there's this um, wait, that, reddish that, and blue. Wait, Homeware for beach towels. If you just oh yeah, that, it looks different on the mobile. So I, I don't know what you're uh, what you're seeing, but isn't that pretty good, dude? That, dude that's
1: and you know you got to have, if you go on a cruise, you have to have the cruisers going to cruise beach towel. That is great, man. I love it.
0: So I also, so, so there's multiple logos. You can now get the small Dumb Money logo, the Dumb Money live logo, or um, I, I don't think I have the color, but look at this mug. I'm ordering one of these.
1: The live mug is awesome.
0: The live mug. The and pie. on the other side of it, it says Dumb Money. So it's like a, it's like a wrap print. So then on the one side, it's Dumb Money on the other side, it's live. Oh, that's cool, dude! I'm totally. I'm buying one of those. You'll see it on the show whenever it gets here. That, that, we basically put this merch store up because we wanted to have, you know, we always have T-shirts with whatever companies we've um, had in okay. the past. I also I have, have a Hey a There Dave here merch store. up here. I want to give out like, some some free stuff.
1: So I have a question. I would like to put up some my own money to start rewarding members of our community for doing stuff. Like, I don't know whether it's. Can we figure out like how like? Can I, first of all, Dave, can I, how do I do that? Do I just, I can just, can I give a gift card to our merch store to someone? Like an, an e-gift um, card? I
0: can, I, there's a coupon code feature that I can, yeah, I can basically let people get a hundred percent discount or something. I think it just takes it out of our, um, whatever. It takes okay, it out so of I, my I, account I, again.
1: Okay. So <laughs> I want to do, listen, I want to pay for this. I want to, listen, I've had a good five months. Okay. So I, I want to pay for this. Guys, if you're watching this channel, you need to let us know what, how I can, what would be a good reason to give out free merch gift cards to people on our channel? Like, like, yeah. like, I, I just need, I
0: just need something that would be trackable and that we would be able to just know. Okay, these people who are the most active in chats, or these people, like, yeah. whatever it is that people who um, came I, up with the best ideas. I almost we think that when. Give
1: away our moderators, first of all, and our interns on the Discord channel. I n- I sure. need to get them uh, gift cards right away. I want to give give all those guys gift cards. So you just, I'll work that out with you after the show. Um. Also, uh. By the way, we got some. We did not yet t- have a, a dumb money internal conversation to discuss our TikTok plan. But thank you guys. We had a whole bunch of y'all that emailed us uh, offering to help out. We did not forget about you. We we're going to have a conversation uh, internally before we reach out to some of y'all to start helping with that. Um, but I do want to give out some gift cards. So we got to figure that out. And if if someone gives us an idea for a trade, oh, and we do it. Definite gift card right there. Definite gift card. In fact, we need to figure out with our moderators on the discord channel, if they can accumulate people that had given us trades in the past. So I can give them like $25 $25 gift Dumb money, uh, money merch gift cards. For anyone that's given us a trade that we've done, I want to give those out. So guys, just know that we're going to come up with lots of ways to give out free merch uh, to y'all that are doing stuff. Just give us some time. Wait, when is rocking? How is win rocking? I thought Vegas was doing terrible. I thought they shut bars down in Vegas this last
0: week. Which they, was yeah, up. the casinos are open, but the uh, bars are closed. But it Uh-oh, is. Oh,
1: maybe maybe winds rocking because of Macau. Oh man, winds up ten bucks. It must have been Macau. Easy Macau travel restrictions. That's what it is, man. I knew that was coming. That's what. It, that's what it is. Yeah, remember. You know, win and uh, LVS Las Vegas Sands. It's like seventy-five to eighty-five percent Macau, not Vegas. So that that does make sense.
0: Oh, even Polaris. We missed that. I should have. I should have been in that.
1: I know, and I pulled out of all of my wins. So I'm real, I, I'm now. I'm feeling sick myself for doing that.
0: Am I? I pulled out of my win too.
1: Yeah. Can we ship to the U.K.? Can that product store ship? Um,
0: to so, yes. It's now Teespring, which is the one that integrates with YouTube. And uh, they have, they have, I guess, uh, facilities that produce the stuff overseas and, and ship it. So it, it's a little bit quicker.
1: Somebody yeah. said give Pedro something. He Brown knows enough. We should give Pedro a gift oh, card. Oh, for sure. So, so I, I, I need to help. Like, if our moderators can help figure out who... If you're a moderator in the Discord channel, Leon and guys, help us figure out who deserves gift cards, obviously including yourself. And we just make up a list for us and maybe email email it to us and be like, hey, just tell us why each person deserves a good gift card, and we will, we will get them out. Anyone that likes my stash gets a gift card.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd run out of money for all the people who like your stash.
1: I forgot I still have this thing right now. I'm just getting I'm getting used to it, man. I don't I don't know. I might keep it longer than I anticipated. It's a very um, you've you've gone full beard again. So the the two just so you know, for people that are, someone was trying to help me with a with a jet service, the two services I'm looking at right now, everyone, is one is jets.com and the other is Jet links and the reason why jet so normally when you buy a jet card you have to buy 25 hours and it's like six thousand dollars an hour for a mid-sized jet so with jets.com they're offering a 10-hour jet card which is never happens right so 10 hours is about how much I need to fly this winter for the two trips I have planned so I can buy a 10-hour card for $59,000 and their rates for a mid-sized jet is like It's something like 5,900 an hour. So that basically gets me 10 hours of a midsize jet, which will, I think, do my round trip to New York. And it will do my round trip to L.A. for Amy's family. Now, alternatively, there's a jet links company that Ryan Osborne's hooking me up with today, our buddy. And um, I'll look into them as well. So if anyone has a better way for me to do this, please let please let me know.
0: Uh, I'm now the at problem is the, both of them already have domain names that are better than yours. You have to go with something that is like Super Discount jets.org Jet. You can jet Link, jet 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 Link. Jet Link is as good is as Jet, Link jet Direct
1: or Jets, Jets Direct. is the is best thing yeah. ever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jets direct. Like you want a jet, oh, you to go direct I see. jet. jet,
0: jet, jet direct. Link. Jet Link is spelled with an X. Jet Links X. with an X. That's yeah, terrible. that's it, you. You win.
1: And they're a local company. Ryan knows the owner. So like, I got to make that work, dude. I got to make that work. Um, (laughs) If there's someone who's going to figure out a way to get a free private jet charter, it's going to be me.
0: (laughs) 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 It's like our uh, Cancun vacations back when we were in college and you would complain because the water was not clear and get the whole trip for free.
1: So someone said that to, 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 I know, to do a, a turboprop, right? And here's the thing. They are cheaper, but they make me nervous. I know they sh- a turboprop shouldn't make me nervous. It's probably even safer than a jet. I want to get there as quickly as possible because I hate being on this thing. I will pr- Remember when you watched the A team when they would drug Mr. Oh, Ooh. yeah. He's like, I hate
2: planes. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I
1: hate planes. They would literally drug him. That's going to be me. I'll probably have to take a pill before I get on this thing. So I pass out the second that I sit in the seat, and then they'll wake me up when we land. That's how bad of a flyer I am. Okay.
2: And when so I was a kid, I wanted that Mister T haircut so
0: bad. Well, <laughs> you like almost a... have it now. All you need That's to do is glue like... a strip down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I need to change my idea about the RV wrap, and instead of doing a '70s news van, full on eighteen, full on eighteen van,
2: <laughs> with, the or- yeah. with the orange stripe. Is that what
0: yeah, it
1: beautiful. Yeah. So, so great, dude. So great.
0: Although, <laughs> apparently, there are way too many of those on the road. I, I think I'm going to go with the Ron Burgundy look. So,
1: so Ryan Osborne says, you know, he's been trying to get me to fly private for, forever, as, as does Lynn, right? And Ryan, Ryan says, oh, oh, you just wait. You just wait. You get a taste of it. Get a t- Like, what do you think right now? Am I ever going to fly private ever again after this whole thing is over? You Not know, Unless
0: there's another pandemic. I, I know <laughs> you. You you you, now, you would only do it out of an absolute like a necessity. You needed to get somewhere, and uh, I, you're not going on a commercial flight because of health. See, concerns. I don't
2: have the bat problems, so I would just drive.
1: Yeah, wheels up is another one. Thanks, Patrick. I'll check. I, I was on wheels up last night, looking into them as well. Uh, Scooby Too Man, Scooby doo Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, mystery man.
0: Machine, yeah.
1: Anyway, I, I, I should do I should do a uh I should do one of our episodes when I'm on the private the private jet. It's just so not me, dude. Get on this thing. I well, I, I, I can't can't if, it, I, if I
0: take a uh, road trip to Denver to get her RV lifted, you'll you'll definitely be seeing a far different background and worse video quality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Seriously though, I I have to oh, shipping to Sweden. I don't know, Dave. Do they sh- ship internationally or? i Um, would go
0: i would go take a look at it and see um i i know that they have eu and the pricing is slightly different there um but i i don't know exactly all of the countries that they can ship to just go check it out oh jordan Jordan. TV slash merch is the way to get there
1: yeah you need to pick up your camera this week because oh yeah Got it? Yep. And then also, Dave, did you try the
0: moonshine yet? I still haven't tried it. It's been sitting on my bar. I have not had an experience that, or a, like a, a moment that was like, you know what? What sounds good right now is some good old fashioned moonshine. No, dude, you I, you got all the, <laughs> the drinks to make with it, right? You have I to do.
1: try it because I need to have a meeting like in a few days with my guy. I need to get your feedback by later this week. Okay. Have you did tried you it, Jordan? A, no, I need he to go to his house. not picked it up yet. Up. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, when are you coming to my place to pick up the stuff? I'm going to come tomorrow. tomorrow. Come tomorrow. All right. All right. Seriously. Come come tomorrow. Get your camera. Get your moonshine. um, Because I I really want you to try it this week. Because I I have a meeting later this week with this guy. For those of y'all that don't know, we're considering investing in a super premium moonshine line uh, called Saint Luna Moonshine. I'm advising uh, the founder of the company. And it really is a super premium moonshine that. It's you can drink it straight. It's that good. It's not moonshine like you think of, Dave. You thought it was pretty funny how I because I didn't deliver the bottle. I had to pour the moonshine. I ordered really nice plastic containers from Amazon just so I could distribute the moonshine to my friends to try. And and Dave, but the funniest way
0: it was moonshine, which has its own connotations, being delivered to my front porch, in like nondescript unmarked packaging, which I, I'm very impressed with, by the way, it was like sealed, it was individually- Sealed, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was actually quite impressive. I took a picture of it here. Here is uh, what I found on my front porch. Uh, we're gonna do this once again. Let me see if I can <laughs> zoom in. I have to cover my eyes so that the focus knows how to do it. That is, that is like a plastic bottle of moonshine that was on my front porch. <laughs> that
1: is- Four shots of super premium Saint Luna moonshine. The story behind this company is so great. It's a North Carolina company, and the guy that started it, he basically partnered with a you know a, an alcohol scientist. Had been working on this moonshine forever, triple filtered. But the guy that started, some big marketing exec, he went to New York. Um, everyone said no high-end restaurant in New York is going to take a meeting with you and start selling your moonshine. He went straight to, God, what, what's that, what's that uh, restaurant in New York, Dave? I told you that he's selling that. It's like, it's like the Michelin. It's, uh,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a Michelin restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. I'm blanking.
1: It, anyway, it's like the most renowned uh, Michelin star restaurant in Manhattan. And, they, and the guy was like, listen, We'll give you 15 minutes, 15 minutes with my head of bar and the GM, right? And he set up his little deal, he made them all the, these drinks at Moonshine. He blew them away so much that they started selling this moonshine at like the nicest restaurant in Manhattan, uh, Most one of the most famous places ever, now they're going through to like 20 to 30 bottles a month at this restaurant. This is all pre, you know pandemic, of course. Within a week. He got into 15 other super high-end restaurants in Manhattan. And so this Moonshine really is special. And I think he could potentially take over like that really high-end, high-end bar and high-end restaurant market. He's only in a couple states right now. He's raising his first round of funding. Uh, Like I said, we're looking at maybe investing in it, advising him. And so you got to try the product first, though.
0: I definitely have to try the product and I also have to figure out uh, a legal structure that would let me invest in an alcohol company because of my uh, affiliation with already having a liquor license in Texas for my bar and you have the same problem. How I going to do that?
1: Same, I have the same problem. So what I was thinking about doing is you know how we are about to start a charitable foundation. That's it. Okay. Charitable so trust. So I was thinking about I wasn't going to make a big investment in this anyway, but I I, I do want to support. I, I think it'd be really fun and cool. So thinking about having the charitable foundation invest in the moonshine company. And that way it would be legal for me. I'm not investing. I literally have no, I don't, you know, so I think that would be okay. Yeah, you to can do. support,
0: you can support the startup and um, have it actually make sense legally.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, th- I think who knows? It could be cool. All right, guys, listen, that Today was a cool show. I am already excited about tonight. I just want to see this thing up close to my life. What I'm really looking for is, is the interior going to be comfortable enough for not just me, but for dumb money? Because once we start filming dumb money, guys, oh, I know. this is going to be this is going to be our truck. This is going to be the dumb money truck.
0: We may so. have to get three of them, too. Interchangeable. <laughs> I'll get the two-door. You get the four-door. No, nope, my next it, car is
2: Rivian. <laughs> well, my next
0: car is probably going to be the Tesla. Uh... What's the yes. one with the with oh, the, the spaceship doors? That's a that's Cybertruck. Yes. Yes. Oh, the Cybertruck! I would love actually. Oh, no if that no ever way. happens, I'm getting a Cybertruck.
1: Hey, yeah. by the way, I heard uh, them talking about this on some car show. It might have been Jay Leno's car show. Do you think a good investment would be? You know how people obviously collect cars, right? Investing cars and stuff. But I feel like, you know. I don't want to invest in 80s cars anymore because like, what happens is when a generation hits a certain age, those car the value of those cars peak, mm-hmm. and then they start to come down. But how about investing in, like, first-generation uh, electric – like, the first-generation Tesla? Like, that first Tesla that came out, that very, very first one, I think as that could become a collector's car in time, right?
0: Yeah. It could be. I just don't see that as – I like liquid investments a little bit better than something that is just sitting in a garage getting older. Yeah, you've like,
2: got to like, you've got to like, I would have loved to have space for this thing.
1: I'm out. I think we need to do that for dumb money though. Like the dumb money challenge. Yeah. I think we need to look into
0: potentially buying more into it. I
2: just, We need to figure yeah. out what the, all the economics are.
0: Can't we get a, a DeLorean instead? I've, I've always wanted one and I would drive it in the 4th of July parade every year and it would be, it would be awesome.
1: Well, well, here's what we can do. We can partner with Rally Road. Rally Road, guys, for you guys that don't know on this channel, Rally Road is one of our investments. Rally Road is the coolest company ever. You basically buy fractional shares in cars, okay? So they buy, like, I own, I, I'll go get it for the next episode. I own shares in a 1980 uh, for a Lamborghini Countach, right? Um, turbo. It's like a Lamborghini Countach Turbo or something like that. So you can buy fractional shares of these cars they warehouse them for you you don't have to do anything and the shares sell on the private market so once a month they open up trading in shares of these cars so at any time you can sell the shares in the in the in the collectible cars that you buy and now they're doing all kinds of collectible stuff they're not just doing cars they're doing anything that's collectible like fine scotch and like all this crazy stuff
0: they started so, with uh, like art right this, R- this is yeah. assets to appreciate. This is this is their website. It's rallyrd.com.
1: It is so cool, guys, because like if you want to invest in hard assets, but you obviously don't want to spend half a million dollars on a you know exotic car or you know, whatever it happens to be, you can just buy fractional shares in that thing. And the coolest thing about Rally Road is they don't even take a commission. The way that they work with the SEC, they're not allowed to take a commission. So they're having to basically do all of this for free. They're hoping that they can develop a lifestyle brand based on the data and the community that they build around Rally Road, okay, by having big conventions and events and all this other stuff, that they can make money off of that. So it's a really efficient way to invest in this stuff they do all the vetting they buy the cars they ipo the cars so you could all the stuff on rally road gets ipo'd okay so you could buy shares in the ipo like i do my lamborghini and they'll actually send you a stock certificate that thing which is super cool and then they open up trading once a month for like four hours you can trade for four hours you can trade the window and a lot of their stuff just keeps going up, 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 up. And then eventually when they sell that item for good, all the people that own it cash out and you get your shares.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a cool concept. And you're actually an investor in that startup company. I'm an I'm, investor I was in Rally
1: Road, and I'm also an investor in one other items. And, you know, I might invest in more. And there or is we...
0: an episode on the original Dumb Money channel. I can't remember what the title was or the thumbnail, but I think it has a picture of Chris with his Lamborghini. Um you should go watch that episode. It was it was pretty good.
1: Dude, it, it was it was it was so fun. Um and by the way, like you can go visit the, the Rally Road showroom in Soho in Manhattan if if you happen to live in New York. I don't know if they're open now with all this going on. Uh all right, so I don't think they are. I just I got a text from Jason Rasnick over Benzinga. It's uh, Tesla insane mode he says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's invested in Tesla, too. All right, guys, today was awesome. I can't wait for tonight. Uh, hopefully we get a, we we just get one day of movement in Ford like Tesla has we'll be in good shape. Tesla goes <laughs> up 200 bucks a day. All I want is a 20 cent move moving forward to be happy.
2: Right. right. You got you get like half of it I think, right? Yeah, it's, it's up 10 cents right
1: now. 11. Oh, it's up 10 cents. It's yeah. rocking. Oh, you're right. Right.
0: yeah, you're set. All right. You forward. might you might just buy mine for me because I was unable to uh, make the trade. <laughs> I took the well, uh, the non-risky version of just waiting.
1: It will need to go up like 75 cents for that to happen, Dave.
0: <laughs> okay, perfect. If it does, though. Okay, um, so the title of the episode is actually uh, Land Development in Suburbia, because we talked about multiple things in that, but it's this is the thumbnail you're looking for. Go look for oh, that thumbnail. It,
1: it, here, here's Denise at the generator company on our journey. Gener- oh. <laughs> hi, hi, Denise. Hey, how you doing?
0: Uh, I'll go ahead and, and remind you all to smash the button again for the YouTube algorithm. That thumb needs oh, to be blue. So subscribe, glad, hit the bell for all of those uh, notifications. You'll know when we're on. Okay. Uh, subscribe to my other channel. I put out a new video so for the first far, time in a I'm long right. time over on Hey There Dave here, so you should go uh, check that out. We have a podcast, uh, which is basically what you're watching right now. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Our um, at names at Dave Hansen, at Chris Camillo, at Jordan underscore McLean? Yeah. True. We're on Discord, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. Um, Keep the conversation going there. Add comments to this video. And until next time, we are Dumb Money. Thanks for watching.